and welcome to Wisconsin in Focus, powered by the Center Square. I'm Dan McCaleb, Vice President of News and Content at the Franklin News Foundation, publisher of the Center Square Newswire service. Joining me again today is Benjamin Yount, Center Square's Wisconsin correspondent. How are you, Ben? I am busy making my Thanksgiving menu. It doesn't change, but I just have to make sure I get everything because it's the one meal a year that I cook everything from scratch. Mac and cheese from scratch, the, the stuffing from scratch. I fry my turkeys. I, I'll, I'll roast the, the turkey legs on the grill. So, I, I, you know, it is two pages long of just ingredients. And then I got to do the math. What goes in the oven at this time? What goes here? What goes there? So, yeah, the first world problems of my life. What's your preferred Thanksgiving Day dessert, Ben? I'm a pumpkin pie guy. Well, I'm a pumpkin pie guy, but I also make bread pudding. I do my stuffing. I don't stuff it in the turkey because I fry them, but I do my I do my stuffing from Jimmy John's bread. So I'll go down and I'll buy a bunch of loaves of day old, cube that up and then make the the stuffing with that. Whatever's left over, I throw in, you know, make a custard, throw that in, put some raisins, some cinnamon, bake that off. Phenomenal bread pudding. Just put a little bit of vanilla ice cream on the side absolutely underrated, super easy, 10-minute-to-make dessert, and you've probably got all the ingredients in your house right now. And I'm, I'm, st- I'm still waiting on my invite. To, to, <laughs> well, to come dinner. on up. Come on up. <laughs> bring, bring your own plate because we don't have enough, and, uh, and, and you gotta, you got to tip the house at least a, a case of beer. But other than that, come on up. Uh, I will consider that, although my son is coming home for Thanksgiving from college this year, so probably not going to be able to make it this year. We don't have enough food for him. I I, I know college-age kids. We don't have enough food for him. <laughs> you got that right. We're going to probably spend more on uh, Thanksgiving this year than we have in a while because they haven't been home for Thanksgiving. Well, anyway, Ben, we're recording this on November 9th. Uh, this is uh, this episode's a follow-up to last week's Wisconsin in Focus episode about campus speech issues, where more than half of students in the U- University of Wisconsin system said in a survey that they don't express their opinions on political issues because they are worried about essentially repercussions, pushback, whatever you want to call it. Republicans in the state now want to do something about that. Ben, you wrote this week at the com about some of Republicans' ideas. Tell us about them. Yeah, this is, again, all out of the free speech survey. And this was put out, I want to say, in the fall of 2022, or maybe it came out in the fall of 2022. And there were some interesting nuggets in there. But the big, broad headline is that there are an awful lot of students, particularly conservative students, who just don't speak up, whether it's in class or on campus, out of fear that they will be silenced, either officially by a professor, but more to the point, by other students. And you got to remember, college campuses have long been liberal. They've, they've long been a, a, a hotbed. And, and, and I don't mean that in some sort of tinfoil hat conspiracy place, but you get a lot of young people who are passionate about politics and they express their passion about politics. We have seen over the years a change. Campuses are much more politically forward now than they were 20 years ago, 30 years ago when when I went to college. Uh, And so these laws, these proposals, I should say, because I don't think any of them are going to become laws, would try and balance out free speech. The big one that gets an awful lot of attention is the plan from State Rep. Amanda Nedwuski. She's from Pleasant Prairie. And her bill, AB 553, if you want to follow along on the website at home, it 
actually has teeth and it would freeze tuition at any UW campus that violates the free speech policy. Essentially, if they allow students the heckler's veto over conservative speakers or if conservative students feel that they aren't allowed to express their views. There's some provisions in there about, well, what's the cost for security if all of a sudden this campus is charging this group three times as much as that group is that a, a damper on free speech? Nidwuski's plan would freeze tuition at a UW campus anytime that they violate that policy twice within five years. And, and we had a tuition freeze for a decade here in Wisconsin. It was hated by the universities of Wisconsin. They fought and fought and fought and fought and fought to end it because tuition helps pay the bills, the basic market economics of a college campus. Uh, the, the other plan that got an awful lot of attention that saw a vote earlier this week was one that would remove race from university aid programs. And this is not so much tied to free speech, but it is tied to this this balance of of diversity, equity and inclusion that has become a center focus at the university. And that plan, again, from from a lawmaker, Nick Redinger from McGuanagoe, said it, it is patently unfair. It is morally indefensible, he said, to base decisions on university campuses based on people's skin color. That plan, he says, is based solely on the Supreme Court decision that did away with race-based preferences in admissions. The University of Wisconsin, in what I thought was a rather remarkable response, said, well, that Supreme Court decision dealt with only admissions. It didn't deal with anything else on a college campus. And so we're walking down this path where you have Republican lawmakers. And again, remember, it is a Republican-controlled legislature. The legislature sets the budget for the University of Wisconsin. The University of Wisconsin is looking at a scenario where most campuses will be losing money by the end of this school year, so the summer of 2024. And the university is at odds with this legislature over basic things like the First Amendment and DEI, And it doesn't look like that relationship is going to get any better. So as we head again into a time where the university may need some more money or may need some more flexibility, they have essentially picked a fight with these Republican lawmakers over things that have nothing to do with, you know, graduation or classes, somewhat to do with buildings, but the core mission of a university. And it, it is a really interesting path forward that that doesn't look like it's going to end anywhere agreeable or amenable anytime soon. And of course, Evers, as we've talked about last week, uh, has sued the Republican-controlled legislature over their decision to withhold raises to UW um, staff. So I I agree with you. It looks like this is only snowballing. Any room for compromise? Well, we we, we will have the story on this tomorrow. In fact, as as I look into my crystal ball, Nostra Benis, I imagine that by about midday tomorrow on the centersquare.com, there will be a story from Wisconsin's assembly speaker who said he welcomes some of the proposals that the university put forward, particularly a new plan that would spend $32 million on in-demand degrees, things like engineering or science or math. But the speaker said all of it is contingent upon the university spending less doing something to minimize diversity, equity and inclusion. And without any movement on DEI, whether that's university funding of it or the 
couple of hundred DEI administrators who work on the various campuses, there's going to be no movement of anything. Uh, We saw over the weekend a full page ad taken out in the newspaper in Madison that pressed lawmakers to build a brand new University of Wisconsin engineering building on the Madison campus. And it laid out the case. Engineering degrees are incredibly valuable. They are incredibly important. They had business leaders from the state in this ad saying we need to keep the best and the brightest graduates from UW-Madison here. And one of the ways to get the best and the brightest is to have this state-of-the-art engineering building. And the speaker said, we agree. We, we, we want to have more engineers. We, we, we absolutely need to focus on in-demand degrees, but without an agreement on DEI, no one's getting a new building. The university at Madison's not the only place that can, you know, educate engineers. There's a, a degree program in Green Bay and Platteville in Milwaukee. And so we are headed yet again for another, you know, loggerheads. We're, we're, we're headed for another traffic jam. We're headed for another showdown. Uh, and this time it's, it's not over anything other than the ideas, the political ideas of free speech, race, diversity, equity, and inclusion on the university campuses. Thank you for your insight into this, uh, Ben. As you already said, listeners can look for that updated story tomorrow at thecentersquare.com and come to thecentersquare.com for all of Ben's fine reporting about the state of Wisconsin. But we are now out of time. For Ben Yount, I'm Dan McCaleb. Please subscribe and thank you for listening.